You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Can't get enough of Cthulhu in Cairo? Join our Patreon for as low as $3 per month to access special features and bonus content. You can find us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. I'm Raz. Whole team is here, including their hostage. Oh, I didn't mean it that way. Including their friend. Not that way either. Um, including this guy that they met out in the middle of, well, sort of by Darwin, Australia, named uh, Edgar Locke. And Edgar is a mage who's he claims that he can help along with his brother, getting his brother out of wherever he is trapped, and Ella Walcott. So, gang, you've been listening. If you're Ella fans, she is coming, 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 I promise. We are nearly to uh, to Ayers Rock, or Uluru, as the Aborigines called it. And we will get to that in just a moment. So real quick, first, I just want to say hello to the team. How's everybody doing tonight, team? And answer at once. Hooray! Yes? Good? Swimmingly. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Free me! I panicked. I didn't know what to Attempting. Cthulhu and Cairo oh. presents Free Ella, the story of a young of a young woman trapped in a. Just, just see her jumping over the trapped rock. in the body of a killer whale. Free That's Free horrifying. <laughs> We're getting you I'm out, baby girl. Trapped by uh, freshwater eels, so close enough. Yeah, that you got to a in... whale. What? Yeah, Free Have, Willy. Free they're Willy. an aquatic Willy. creature. Have you They're watched like... no nature documentaries with me? My god. No. Not in a while. I was too busy watching farming documentaries to bond. So aquatic, aquatic, cryptid do- farming documentaries would be pretty much the pinnacle of Lauren's watching. That would bring her right, Listen, to, the, right to the I edge of Nirvana. love okay. cozy documentaries. Nothing yeah. beats farming. Nature. It's good stuff. Farmers attacked by cryptids. Yeah, it's all there. Chupacabra. That's the uh, best kind. Let's go back real quick to where we think Ella is and where Edgar is promising she is, which is in somewhere in Eluru, this giant red rock uh, that sits in the middle of the uh, the Australian wilderness, the plains. Uh, there's really nothing else around it for quite some distance. And uh, it's always been a sacred place to the Aborigines and the native peoples of this land. <clears throat> Ella, you are, we believe, somewhere inside that massive hunk of, of earth. And you have had several encounters, one with uh, John Schooley's corpse, uh, in which he left you an elder sign uh, and a message and a flashlight that's now burned out. And the other one and the other one was with the, key, the watcher of, or the lurker in the well keeper of secrets whatever we've we've used several terms for him but he was able to pass through walls and speak and then he kind of said you'll be calling out for me i'll be back you for, for the length of time that you're able to establish for yourself because it's becoming very difficult now for hours to pass without you understanding it uh but you're going by thirst and hunger you know and you can kind of gauge when the last time you took a glass like okay i'm real thirsty again that's probably so many hours you're thinking you've been down inside this thing for anywhere from six to seven days. Uh, so eel water is becoming your norm, if you want to think of it as eel water. Uh, okay, Catherine, you don't have to make this that face. That's not appropriate. If you can, <laughs> listeners, you can't see it. I will try to describe it. Scrunched up, agitated, glaring. 
I think those as are the three adjectives. Her, um, as her medical professional, uh, I have to question the choices to drink eel water. I understand you had to do what you had to, but um, I'm worried for your your gut and your microbiome in there. <laughs> well, she'll have to sort that out when she gets out. But more importantly I'm, is to keep going. I've been taking a nap next to a dead corpse and peeing in the farthest corner of the cave and it's the smell's not great so i was so scared you were gonna say you were peeing in the eel water yeah no (laughs) no i can't man just let it go (laughs) right all Uh, of this is unpleasant (laughs) all of this is unpleasant and trust me when i say this is eel not pleasant for the person living it builds character though or ruins I think them. I've had so- enough building, okay? I've built her enough. <laughs> Can I just live peacefully in my fortress of solitude? No more architecture! No more building! My character is the freaking Empire State Building at this point. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I've added too many floors. She's gonna cave in eventually. We don't Hoggiest. need this gazebo! We don't Look need at- it! That's a, hell of an- that's a hell of an arch on the Hagia Sophia. How did you do that? <laughs> um... It's holding all that weight by one stone. The so Ella, you've uh, you've had some days to contemplate your sassiness with uh, the, the keeper of secrets. You, uh, you, I'm not sure. I would like you to make a sanity roll and tell me how you make an out with not wanting to call him back and perhaps ask an important question. I don't know. You've had a couple that you came up with to me about. Um, the one was real sounded really great. But I don't know. Do you have you called out for help yet? Have you asked? Could hey, could you come back here? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be rude. I thought he said he was going to come back. Like you're not ready for me yet, but I'm going to. No, come you're back. not. Yeah, but calling would be the way to let him know you're ready. All right. Well, um, I got a twelve, so I'm holding oh, out. Holding out, you're rock steady. <laughs> I am steady as a rock. You're talking. But... To the, you're t- you've named the eels. You're talking to the eels. The eels are talking back. You're so steady. You're not. We even... did talk about this last episode, <laughs> Catherine. Hey, listen. Um, I know you're an eel and all, but I really think you embody my best friend. I think she'd love to meet you. And you, Faye, you know, I you are curled up around Catherine so tightly, like a best friend hug. And this hey. is I'm literally having a discussion with these like eels relationships. <laughs> hey, cutie pie. Yeah. That doesn't sound so rock steady to me, but it's rock steady. It's rocks. I am. What I'm the boulder, hear me roar. <laughs> All right, but um, the, so, so you, it, I guess that would be your character's decision. Then would you, at this point, be looking she, either? She, like we did talk about this, and um, during her solitary confinement in Eel Prison, she has come up with a question for the keeper that she is willing to give up a secret for because. Her brain has not cracked. Obviously, she's not completely cracked yet, so she's hoping she can use this information for good. But yeah, she is going to eventually wake up from whatever slumber she is encountered, realizing she's still stuck there, and then call for the Keeper of Secrets. All right. Time goes by. Um, you are thirsty again. Uh, you start, you know, you you take a few quick mouthfuls. It's it's not brackish. It still doesn't taste off. 
Um, so the fresh, the water source in your head must be replenishing. It's not like a pool that they're just kind of stuck in. There must be a, this must be a spring, the top of a spring, because if the eels are kind of floating or living in it, you know, the water would eventually foul pretty quickly if it was a small little isolated piece, you know, speck of water, but it's not right. And the smell isn't coming when you get close to it, it doesn't have any other smell. You smell, obviously the eels have a slight odor, but the water, when you bring it up to your face, it still has, it's still clean. Which is giving you hope, right? I can survive on this if I have to kill an eel. I can eat an eel. So you're, that gives you some peace of mind. But from the yeah. time that you made your call to the the, the creature, the lurker in the well, uh, you did get thirsty again. So you drink, you know, and you're sitting near it. And then you start to pick up the smell of decay. Not from the water. It's like... And... It's almost like you're getting the sense of a charnel house, of a place where, you know, the the very soil and the is wet, and it's not that that wet smell on a farm after they've composted, and it's and it's just it's that vegetation is rotting, and they're doing, you know, all that stuff's getting tilled into the earth. It's it's deeper than that. It's thicker than that. Mm-hmm. And moments later, you f- you know something is in the room with you. Yeah, you can almost sense this thing that is all just hunched over like a troll shape because it's far too big to stand inside this this smallish cavern. Right? Even you have a hard time standing. You're kind of. You know, you're five, six, five, seven, whatever. You have to hunch a little bit to move around. This thing is all barrel, you know, like pushed over. But you you get this distinct sensation that it's directly in front of you. Sitting down sort of the way, you know, a baboon would sit. Just. And you just. Because your eyes have been so photosensitive to the darkness now for so long, you do see tiny little pinpoints of light. First one, then one slightly off to the left, then three more pop to the left and one more on the right, and then several more. Just these little dots of specks of illuminescence look seeming at your eye level. Yes. Yes, yes. You're ready to talk. Good. Good, Ella Walcott. So good. Learned much of you. Your friend had much to say, much to tell. Many secrets. You said a secret for a secret. That is the way. That is the game I play. But remember, it has to be a secret. Not something you just haven't spoken yet. Something that you would share with others but haven't brought to voice doesn't make it a secret. It just makes it unuttered. No, if you want my help, my assistance, you'll, you'll have to tell me... Something I'd love to know now about you, Ella. About you. 
she's nodding and her voice is super hoarse from lack of speech. Yes, she does talk sometimes to the eels or talk to herself just to get her out of her own head. But so far it's like hours, maybe even a day can go by without her speaking a word. Mm -hmm. So she steals herself the roiling in her gut and says, I once brought a demon into this world. I gave birth to a monster. The light points become slightly brighter just for a moment. It was back when I was a girl. My mother had just been taken and nobody was listening to me. Nobody would help me. And she's already crying even though she's wasting water but like literally this is something she has pushed so far deep into the recesses of her mind that she doesn't want to talk about it ever she would never say this to anybody but this is the secret that's gonna this is the parameters of the secret when I joined the harbingers of the blooded moon my initiation ceremony was a little different they knew I had some gift, some gift that was left untapped, unseen. And they thought that if I gave myself to a demon, I would bring forth something worth powerful in evil, so powerful that I never saw him. I, they implanted me with a stone into my belly, and nine months later, he was here, but he wasn't normal. His eyes were wholly black. His skin was paper-thin, ghostly pale, and he didn't even cry. And they took him away from me, and then they gave me my robes and told me, how to find my mother. It took me years to prep the mission to find her, but that was my calling, and I don't know what he's done, I don't know what evil he has brought into this world, other than that he is pure evil. Well. <laughs> More than I had expected. Ask your question, Ella Walcott. It is time for me to give you back a secret. I grip the necklace around my throat and go, where do I find another one of these? Cut back to the train. Okay. <laughs> that the, uh, the train starts to, uh, conductor comes through the cars, yeah, starts knocking. Uh, 20 minutes, uh, 20 minutes there till we get to uh, Parsons Gallows. Uh, this will be one of the stops. Uh, we'll be taking on water. And um, if anybody wants to stretch their legs, we have about 45 minutes stop here before the whistle will, the conductor will blow us back on. Uh, if you're getting off, just have all your bags ready and uh, see you then. Thank you very much and hope you've enjoyed the ride so far. We're about 20 minutes out from Parson Gallows. You hear him fade off as he's knocking on the cab in the doors of the, the train on the way down through the, through the cabin car. Are we all in our, uh, all in our cabins. 
Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're all stationed pretty close to each other. You had picked those rooms next to each other before the train even loaded. Remember yep. the night before. So, yep, yeah, yep. you're in good shape. Oh, well, it's, uh, better get my things ready. It's um, going to be... Oh, what time? Oh, oh, yes. Dark, dark in a couple hours. Must be ready, must be very ready. Can he just not shut the so fuck weird. up for 30 seconds <laughs> yes get your bag ready we're gonna get off the train <laughs> wow Vadim gives up his ruski accent yes thank you that's when the you train. know serious when you know you know shit's about to get so real when Vadim drops the ruski and goes right into his yank yes thank you Edgar fuck Catherine and Faye have been teaching him so well I'm just going to go over to my sheet here and increase my English to 100. <laughs> As you should. Well. God, I should punch you just for being stupid. <laughs> so, yes, uh, you have 20 minutes. Going about the business of getting our bags packed, yes. Yes, he's, and he's... Well... And a stitch in time will always... Pick up. Perhaps you could work quietly. <laughs> My, br- I I used to be part of the Tabernacle Choir when I was a child. Some people think I have a beautiful voice. I'm sure, very endearing. <laughs> okay then, we've come a long way, you and I, Adam. <laughs> I can feel the brotherly Indeed. love. Yes. yes. I almost do not want to kill you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost thinking we should just savage you with a stick as opposed to killing you. <laughs> so, yes, he, he gets... Vadim says that jokingly. He's never wanted to kill the poor man. <laughs> he Edgar puts all of his stuff together, kind of is sitting there, and sits on the bench that doubles as your bed, right? Because the they fold up, and then they become the back of the benches. He sits there with his hands in his lap, very neat, very proper, his jacket all... Vadim, you're sure that some, somewhere he had an iron. You're not sure how he did it, but everything is really pressed well. All the corners are just the creases in his pants are perfect. Like, he's he's really put together well, considering this has been a train ride, just you know, running back and forth for the last day and a half. And you've been living out of a, you know, a rucksack or a suitcase, and you're kind of just picking clothes. He's, he's, in, pretty, um, he's in pretty good shape, so. Hmm. Yeah. But Impressive. It's it, mother has always said to yes, put everything into a crease. Um, you can do this quite simply. You know, I could teach you. What, would you like me to go through your things and fold them? We have about fifteen minutes. No, no, I, I think I am fine. But thank you for the offer. Very well. I'll just sit here thinking about humming. Uh, the rest of you. <laughs> just... <laughs> What do you just the rest of you, Catherine? Everybody getting their stuff together? <laughs> um, Catherine didn't unpack much. Okay, so she places her newest novel acquisition in her bag. Does a inventory of anything medical to pick up at the nearest um at the town when they get off the train. You town. Know. Oh yeah, the town. I'm not saying it's like a metropolis, but hi, some some bandages, some some iodine, perhaps. Uh, who who doesn't have iodine? Parsons Gallows, but you'll see. 
You're okay, gonna get that. So... You're gonna get that great sensation of. Is this actually a place? <laughs> like, does the truck just did they just drop us off with nothing? It's not Petticoat Junction for damn sure. Gotcha. Okay, so we'll, we'll just keep using alcohol, I guess, to disinfect things. Like, you know, cave people. It's fine. No, that's not um, funny, Ella. I'm sorry she said that. You don't say cave people around <laughs> your sister, right? Now. <laughs> that's crazy. I didn't. I don't know if she's in a cave. Anyway. Well, well, okay. Oh, that makes it all better. Catherine doesn't know she's in a cave. Right. Um. So, yeah. Um. Faye, if you're in the room with Catherine, uh, she just complete sunny disposition. Just chipper, like normal. That's great. I'm so relieved to see that. In a true Faye fashion, um, all of her uh, crap is strewn all over their tiny room and... Catherine's looking at it going, how can such a small woman need this much crap? It's amazing. And of course, Faye waited until the conductor came around saying, all right, 20 minutes. And now she's going around like, shit, 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 shit. Right, fuck, right, fuck. Right. Catherine, move. I got to get that. Get off. And it's, you know, she's yanking a sweater out from under Catherine. Just why does your yeah. stuff always have to mingle with my stuff? Like, why does this happen? I don't know. The your other- shit's on my side. The other day I put a sock on and I was like, oh, why does my foot feel like it's being strangled? Your socks had ended up amongst my things. Not my fault you got big ass feet. Not my fault you have the feet of a toddler. I'm going to forgive you for saying that because I know you're probably cranky because you don't want to be here. I'm going to forgive you for saying that because it's accurate and I have little feet. There you go. Okay, Jack, Listen. what are you, are you all packed and ready to, no, no, ready no, to roll? No. No, no, I'm, no I, okay. I just, mm, I just, mm. Catherine needs to respond to Faye's comment. Of course. <laughs> Go ahead. Please. I'm ready. She, she snaps her little train case closed, snip, snip, you know, clips the buttons. She turns. You're probably right. I don't want to be here. Do you want to be here? Hell no. Great. We're on the same page. Why am I the only one who ever gets shit for it? Because you're the most vocal about it. Hmm. Not wrong. Faye's got little feet. I'm vocal. Moving on. (laughs) It's canon. Right. Jack, what about you? Uh, All packed and ready to go at the 20-minute mark? Knowing Jack, he's probably... Is he ahead of the game on this, or is he just... Uh, Jack's been uh, Jack's been like cleaning all of his weapons, taking them apart, oiling everything, sharpening his knives, that sort of stuff. Kind of you know, the business end of things and getting ready. So he's probably finishing up with that and and packing up, uh, you know, that oil kit and that stuff. What about your peep cleaner? Have you been using your peep My cleaner peep, for your? Well, I, I think probably he likes to, he likes to clean peep. So uh, <laughs> I'm I'm sure he has thrust a rod into the peep to keep it clean. Peep, yep, cleaned out the peep. Okay, excellent. So we have a clean peep, clean pipes, clean <laughs> clean guns, and Jack is ready to go. Um, sure enough, the, you start to feel the, the locomotion, the forward momentum of the train start to come to some sort of a it's, – it's moving, but you're definitely not feeling the, the heavy acceleration, you know, that, that constant driving forward. It's beginning to slow down. And you hear the first long whistle letting the town – of Parsons Gallows uh, come to grips with the fact that the train is actually arriving. Uh, no one else is getting off at Parsons Gallows. That's the funny part. The people that are getting off are only you. 
So the conductor has, you know, oh. you have your bags open, I guess what? Looking out the windows, what kind of town is it? So as you as it comes to a stop, there is a small wooden train station. There is what appears to be a tiny little adjunct building of a post office. And the train sta- where you would buy your tickets is the bottom of a hotel that has only two other levels. And that's about it, It's just this. It's a watering point. It really is. So, okay. Not a surprise that nobody else is getting off. Not a surprise that nobody else is getting off. Uh, there is a truck parked on the side of the hotel. Um, a, an old, old pickup truck. I mean, even old by today's standards. So it's got the thin wheels like a bicycle. Um, but it runs. You're hoping. So, yeah. I mean, they, they the guy says this is, you know, it's called Parsons Gallows because that's the last, that's the last fucker who got hung here. <laughs> they kind of just kept the name. They killed the parson. <laughs> they, they killed the parson. They hung him. Um, and they decided to wreck the water tower right on the spot of the gallows. Matter of fact, the four legs in the bottom, that's part of the gallows itself. They just built up. <laughs> We've already built half of it. Let's just finish it. <laughs> Right. Seems so there is, a, there is a big spring not far away. So they have the water, you know, that they can get there with a windmill. So there's a windmill cranking that pumps the water up to the water basin for the, t- you know, to so to the tower so that it can fill the train back up. Um, that's pretty much it. it. It's not even a coal stop. So you're really getting maybe eight people live here that, that run the water station and, and just now there's cattle ranches and stuff all over. I mean, they're huge. It might take six, eight hours to get. It's sort of like Kubawazi, right? It's this massive expanse of land. These these ranchers own, you know, well, my, my land goes two days that away and another day that away. You're like, days? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. That's how big these places were, right? Still are, I think, in Australia. There's some big ones. So, yeah, I mean, you see that kind of – that's what it is. So this this area may get an occasional person, but for the most of the time, it's just a water stop. I think oddly enough, though, uh, in Australia, don't they call them? They don't call them farms for sale. I think they call them like cattle stations and things. Cattle like stations, ranches, whatever the term would be. Yeah. Uh, this is that's why I corrected myself. Farm isn't the right word. They're really not. They, what they grow out here is beef, beef and other right. you know type of. I mean, I don't even think sheep would do. Is I mean, I guess they would, but I think, yeah, I think they're sheep and mining. Yeah, Lots of gold. The they, they had a big gold rush out in the outback, just like we had ours. Uh, it is about four o'clock in the afternoon. Mid February, you are getting off in Parsons Gallows, and your bags are left on. Literally, you go down right into the street level. There's not even a platform for the train, like to kind of make it at the same height or get you know get you can walk up and kind of enter normal. No, you step three steps down and you're on you're on dirt, uh, but you're outside of the building. You know this little makeshift ticket sale place and hotel for those who need it, just in case. And that's what you got. Well, we're um, we're being guided by uh, by Edgar. So, yes, um, yes, the uh, the way to the the, the rock <laughs> where we have to go is um, well, it's about well about four hours that way. You really can't see it yet. You will soon. Um, just have to. But I know the man with the truck, and I'm sure he'll give us a ride. Uh, my brother was out here not long, as I said, a few weeks ago, and uh, sent me a message about what a nice man this was and that he dropped them all the way out there uh, just for a, a, a measly few dollars. So, yes, we shall. Let's go inside. We can talk to him. Does the truck look like it'll accommodate seven people? If you put it in the bed, yeah. Yeah. It'll be like Russia all over again when we were Russia. Just... It'll be like Russia all over again. Thank but uh, hopefully Except this is up. like a Model A truck. It's yeah. like Yeah, old. and it won't be fucking freezing either. 
True. Yeah. Small be the opposite. So you go in. So you pick up your stuff. You drag your trunks. Um, it's like planes, trains, and automobiles when they break down, and John Candy's trying to drag his truck through the field. But just you know, that was snow because it was Thanksgiving time. But they're both just that's all it is. Trains getting water. They're taking things on. Nobody comes out and greets the train. Just a young kid runs up to the water tower. He's opening up the. You know, he's pushing the, the pipe out. The conductor lines it up, and then they're just dry. You know, drush, sloshing the water in. So you make your way into the building. Uh, there's a woman sitting there. She's reading a book, kind of in mid-50s, salt pepper hair, glasses down pretty far. Actually looks shocked that there are so many people walking through the door at the same time at all. I mean, one would have been something to talk about. Five of you is shocking. <laughs> she looks up and goes, Oh, crikey. Fucking train breakdown. She thinks that everyone's like bailing on the train because it's broken or something. She's like, she has no idea why you would all stop here. So Edgar's like, oh, no, madam. Um, uh, if I if I may, my name is uh, e- Edgar Hislock. Um, my brother came through these parts about oh, maybe a month ago. And he was um, met, I believe, a man who lives and owns the uh, the truck outside and my friends and I were hoping to hire that same gentleman um, for uh, a, a trip out to LaRue the rock a is rock she's like oh you need Adja. Um probably I might piss but I can I can get him it's not a problem oh that'd be wonderful we we don't mind waiting ah, no big deal only take me a moment Adja! she starts screaming so taking a moment is just yelling his name very loud. Old guy, way beyond his years. Heavy, sweating, a lot. Catherine, you diagnose all kinds of ailments the second you see mm. him. Gout isn't one of them, but everything else is. Overweight, blood pressure. His face is just ruby okay. as hell. Um, he... He's having a hard time breathing, um, you know, just struggling, probably like kicking 325 pounds, about 5'5". Five, five. He's just a big dude. And he's like, right. No. Right. Oh, weird. No, we had company would have put me better drawers on. That's yeah. <laughs> right. Right. What can I, how can I help you folks? Stay in the night. I can, uh. I can carry the bags up for you. And no, no. <laughs> I don't want to do CPR and mouth to mouth today. Thank you. Don't, don't <laughs> trouble yourselves. I had no trouble at all. We got... <laughs> no trouble at all, miss. I can get them up there with no problem. It, in the name of feminism, sir, please. Um... <laughs> is that contagious? I don't, I'm not sure what that is, miss. I hope so. Right. And anyway, um, welcome we were... to Parsons Gallows. Thank did you, you say so that much, yet? Midge. Did you? T- no. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. My bad. Midge has given us a warm welcome. Um, I'm sure that this is we're unexpected, but um, we're looking to hire your your car to take us out to the big rock thing. Oh, you need. <sighs> Coming all right. Might as well open a fucking tour bus, eh? 
I mean, everybody has been asking to go out to that fucking piece of earth. Yeah, I, I can get you out there. I'm just going to have to gas her up. And... <sighs> he looks over at Jack. Sir, you know how to crank an old two-stroke? You there look like is. someone who's done that once or twice. Yes, I do believe we have a couple of those on my own ranch. Oh, you have a ranch. Where, where are you from? You named, your voice don't sound like these parts. No, no. I, I, my ranch is quite a ways from here. It's in Africa. It's in Kenya. Oh, wow. That's... We run a reserve, yes. Very nice. Must be, uh, must be all kinds of interesting things here. Oh, animals yes, all and... kinds of animals. Wonderful, wonderful. Great things to shoot, kill, and eat. Yes, shoot, kill, and eat. Yeah, yeah. that sounds like uh, sounds like a Friday night here at Parsons Gallows. Mitch, go, Mitch is like, what the fuck? No, it doesn't. There's like nobody here. Uh, so he's <laughs> he says, well, if you if you wouldn't mind, sir, give me a hand. Um, sounds like your friend wants us to leave the luggage for the ladies to carry. Uh, I'll we can go outside and. Gas her up and give it a crank. See if she turns. Absolutely, yes. Oh, Not thank you, sir. Thank you. You have to give him the the doorway. Like he needs all of it. He's a broad chap. He's just not. That's yeah. one way to put it. It's it's unbelievable that he would be able to keep that much weight on in this much heat and not sweat some of it out. There has like or pass think, out and die. Right. Yeah, like it's it's a it's a you know a cool ninety three degrees, and it's just you're not getting any sense of why the hell he's not you know on the ground looking up at the sky talking to Jesus. That definitely have that kind of sensation about it. All right, yeah, you get out there, uh, Jack. You're able to you know get your trunk up in the back. He's uh every sound is just absolute anguish. Okay, I want you to think of those old guys who they can't do anything without making a terribly uncomfortable noise. Everything's a sigh. Everything pops and cracks. Pretending you know the sound of my knee, but just like on everything. Oh, my God. Oh, just got to find the key. Probably in my, probably down under me nuts. Oh, God, yeah. There it is. Under me what? Under me, my, well, my, my, my nuts, miss. I'm sorry. I, I'm, not, I'm not out the, there. Um, I'm just so shocked. Medi- the medical term is testicles, Faye. I'm sure you feel much better now. I'm, or maybe he's talking about his um, almonds. His Aren't almonds? you in a cave? <laughs> Why does he have almonds? Aren't Are you in a cave? Protein? <laughs> Go back to your cave. Sorry. His almonds. Pants. The hell is wrong with you? <laughs> he just—he's an older gentleman, and things sag on us too. It's not like women are the only oh things. Oh my that, god! Can that we drop please low. just rent the truck? Does he have to come with us? <laughs> nobody can drive. Nobody half the seats. N- nobody can drive a miss. Not like I mean, she's a bitch. I will. I will pay <laughs> handsomely. For him We're gonna to run out of money. I well, will be fine. I will contact my bank. Okay, my dad left me a lot. Well, let's of get trauma. you out there first before we do that. Mm-hmm. I don't Take think there's literally another human being here, <laughs> <laughs> except for Midge. 
right? <laughs> Midge the boy. Listen, and- I'm a I'm a Midge stan. I love me some Midge. <laughs> okay, Jack, you're you're standing out. In, you, you start to stand in front, and he looks at you. Goes, no, 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 it's it's all right, <clears throat> sir. If you wanna if you wanna put your foot on the starter, I'll go ahead and give her a crank or two. I don't. I wasn't asking for. No are charity you, are here. Are you sure? I, because I, I can certainly crank it if you want to just sit oh, in the vehicle. Oh, oh, what, you know, I wouldn't want you to drop dead and die. But, well, sir, I would never. I'm not not on the day you're trying to hire me out there. That would be that'd be fucking rude, right? No, I'm I've got a hundred thousand miles on me yet, sir. Hundred thousand. At least I'll be fine. Fine, sir. Make it out. Fine. He climbs. He climbs into the vehicle, shaking his head like, "Okay." Now he looks at you like, "Um, you, you, you know what you're doing up there?" Like he said it, but he really wanted you to fight him for it and then crank it. Like this was just him being, like he's really shocked that you went. Sorry, in the truck. Would you prefer I came out and, and cranked it and you sat in the vehicle? Oh, if you insist. If you All insist. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think that's probably best. That's probably best. Thank you, sir. I just trust me. I'm not yes. gonna have to get just gotta get my right ass cheek up in the seat, sir. Once it gets there, it's all fine. Just yeah. these pants, they they stick right right hard, sir. When in this heat, they just stick right hard. There's no real need to share that much information. <laughs> we can oh. we can start the car without learning about your testicles. I just wanna I just wanna climb that tower if I was a younger man and just. Just soak me backside right in it. You know, just yeah, feel this good. Is, this is wonderful. We, we have to move on. I, I'm getting excited. <laughs> so you crank it up. It finally goes. Ladies, you hear the thing sound like the howl of a hellcat. Just start screaming. Um, but the truck does come to life. Um, <laughs> and we had a comment on the chat. That the PG thirteen left us a long time ago. That is probably true. Um, I don't know if it was this man's fault, but that's okay. <laughs> probably mine. The uh, so yes, ladies, you hear the truck starting. You can start carrying your stuff out. Midge, Midge looks. Captain, you and Midge have started a conversation about books. Um, the one she's actually reading, she's willing to swap with you because she's read it nine times. Um, oh, she's like, if you uh, if you're looking for something. The right bit parts. I folded dog-eared all the pages. Um, she takes a right thump and she does in the fourth chapter. Amazing. If you want to look Thank at that, yeah. No, yes. no problem. It's it, you can't miss it. If it if it looks faded, it's because I drag me my my hand under the words, me let my finger as I'm reading. So just don't worry. I mean, they're, they're, but they're all there. I mean, you just gotta kind of. You may have to squint, but you'll get them, madam. Uh, you are a gentlewoman and a scholar, and I thank you for this book. Um, Let me, you know what? We, we, we sh- we're book buddies now, out in the outback. When, you, when you're book buddies and you swap a piece of literature, you have a beer. So before you leave, let's do that. She puts the book down, and you see her, and then pour some into a glass, and put that in front of you. And then she's holding the can. So it's a warm beer she's been nursing for about 12 hours. Thank you so much for stopping by Boston's Gallows. We'll take excellent Top of the tits care. with you. Top of the top of the tits. We'll we'll take good care of him. I'm a nurse. She actually downs the beer. Oh god, make a goddamn con check. 
<laughs> I know you this got a is stomach my time. iron. <laughs> I hope Faye, you auto success. <laughs> can can should Faye make a contract with Proxy because I'm disgusted? It's yeah, fine. Can, it's so, more than fine. It's a hard success for God's sake. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't. You don't even really recognize the little bits of food <laughs> as they go down. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! That's awesome. <laughs> The the floaties don't even affect you. Your cloudy wisps of saliva. Listen, I was in the listen. I served in the war. I was on the front. Uh huh. Okay, and you were were miles from the front. You were miles from the front. I was lost. You are in there. You don't have to live like this, Catherine. That's my point. (laughs) Let's let's put this masochism. Have you ever smelled a Stella, Art- Stella Artois about six weeks past skank or skunk? No. That's what you're getting. That's what this Nasty, is. Nasty, yeah. foul, it's, no. Yeah. It got- mm, tastes like frat house. Um. Well, let that bounce around inside you. I'm sure you'll get cleaned out. You have a oh. safe trip. <laughs> you're a gem. Actually, Midge, this kind of feels selfish. I've been lugging around a growing stack of these tomes. Can I just leave them here? Uh, we'll Fuck be yeah, we've always wanted a library here in Gothic Gallas. <laughs> she hands about, like, you know, five or six more of these yeah, and if you... gothic novels she's been collecting. Are you planning on coming back this way to recatch a train? I mean, I assume, but if not, consider them yours. Oh, that's... We gotta have a shot on that, then. I'm Midge. Please. <laughs> I'm the spare driver. If, oh, if... yeah, you can't drink and drive in, in the outback. I mean, you might fucking hit a cactus. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> my my liver can only take so much. So right. this has been great. I'm going to... In the doorway. Well, we got to start it, Midge. <laughs> got to fucking start it. I swear to God, with the ring so tight. Let's go, everybody. Not much light left. And um, okay. I'm going to have to take a massive whiz. So if you can just put the rest of the stuff up in the truck. Wait, so he hauled himself up to come back down? What? I had, I had to come and get you. It's not right to send that nice English gentleman in here. He's been working so hard. All right. Fucker made me crank it, though. I don't know why he did that. Okay. <laughs> Jack is just sitting out by the vehicle that, that is now running... Very yeah. roughly, oh, smoke, yeah. smoking a pipe and chuckling to himself. <laughs> Catherine, Bottom's subtly... wondering if we have enough water. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's mentioned water, and we're beer, but we're about to drive off in the middle of like yeah. hell's, you know, hellscape on earth. Hell's inferno. Do we have water. <laughs> How about water for the uh, for the vehicle? Oh uh, yeah, that too. You know, I... Well, that's you what know, piss is for. <laughs> no, 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 no. We, you're right. We'll just you're lift right, Faye. Yeah. Hold her over the engine. <laughs> the woman's I got a couple of that grain. Squat on the what engine, the... Faye. <laughs> <laughs> Straddle the old girl. God. Sure, How sure much shot pee Dawson. do you think I have in my body? Because I guarantee that is a hell of an aim. That's all I'm going to say. Sure <laughs> shot Dawson? Sure shot Dawson. Sure she can shot squat Dawson. on a dime. That's so, awesome. yeah, I don't he's to able to. He goes over. He drives the truck once everybody's loaded. And he goes under the water tower, and then he. I don't think they're called jerry cans yet. They were probably just barrels that they carried with them. 
but he, he loads some barrels full of fresh water and stuff for you and make sure that you guys are tapped off as well as, far as like a couple canteens. Yeah, that's not a problem. You, you guys, you guys are fitted to travel like that because you went to the general store and you bought that hat that looks real. And which he points, he's like the season's hat. Well, no, last season's. Didn't we, you buy the we, deal? You think we, you bought last season's? Yeah, yeah. Because it's got the white, it's got the white brim. I noticed you had it. <laughs> he's like, it's right. Yeah, cranky. I keep getting roasted for my last season. Uh, it's normally <laughs> right to keep up in the proper, you know, attire. If you're in France, you don't wear something push up. If push down's the new thing. But that's all right. I mean, it's just, yeah, let's get, uh, we'll get driving. We'll get driving. Yeah. We'll get driving. Who's driving? Am I driving? Well, I I can certainly drive if you'd like me to drive. You you do seem a bit out of sorts. I wouldn't want to put you out. Ah, You you did, you did far too much already. So I kind of know the way. Um, But yeah, uh, the foppish man, the foppish fellas, he, Coming too? Is that the idea? And then Griff's like, what, what, Foppish? Yes, of course. Uh, me? Yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, that's good. Just uh, Outback tends to shoot people like you up, mate. But that's all right. Let's let's uh, let's go. We'll, we'll, we'll drive. And you're on your way. So it's about 4 p.m. You should be the Irish Rock right around 8 o'clock. It's about three and a half, four hours. 40 minutes outside of town, though, as the sun's coming, you're already starting to see a glow off in the distance. Like, it's it's a glow. What do you mean of, by a glow? The rock glows red, like bright red. Is, is this something we can down. Google? Mm-hmm. Ayers Rock. A y e r s. A y e r s. Excuse me. Or Eluru. Yeah, it's just a gigantic reddish red monolith. Basically, it's like in the middle of nowhere. It rises out of a flat desert. <laughs> small yeah. mountain, very small mountain, sort of in the middle of nowhere. Like, and it's got, uh, it's pretty large. Well, no, I mean, pretty compared, large. It's not a mountain range. It's it's, it's a not a range. It's a single peak. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's amazing. I'm, I'm it's like a, mes- a mesa, right? Or mesa? How do you say it? Mesa? Mesa? That, mesa. That's a big bitch. It's big. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's and probably you know six you know six hundred feet elevation rising out of flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's my scientific uh, opinion is that it's a big bitch. <laughs> right there, you are, miss. And that's considerable. <laughs> Aluru in, in the local tongue means big bitch, I think. I'm not sure. <laughs> so on your drive, back over to Ella. The creature that you're with, Ella, sits and... I'm... I'll give you your answer, but shocked I am. Anyone else would have asked how to get out, but... You're more clever, Ella Walcott. Very clever. Your sight, I think, is giving you just enough to know that perhaps you'll be saved in all this. <laughs> Very well. There, there is another of those things you seek. I will tell you. The second sign sits in a box. In a small house, on a shelf, near a doll. That was a gift for a child. That was named after a woman who was loved and then betrayed. (laughs) Hmm. And I'm guessing the 
specifics of the where, like a geographical or perhaps even a country is beyond your scope. It's closer than you think because the woman it was named after travels with you. (laughs) And that's where we'll leave it for tonight. Okay, everyone. We'll talk to everybody next time. Thank you so much. And we hope that you enjoyed this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. See you in a week. Good night. Hello, my name is Lauren, but you probably know me as Catherine Ross. I'm here to let you know that if you love our content and want to feel the same dread, terror, and jubilation that I do, then make sure to check out Lurking Fears when you head out to your next convention. With a great group of professional storytellers, Lurking Fears is able to weave stories that will haunt you and take you to the very edge of madness, which is something I know a little bit about. Now, while specializing in Call of Cthulhu, Lurking Fears also runs games from a variety of other systems. So there's something for everyone. They're committed to running heavy RPG adventures that are driven by the narrative and, of course, by the player's choices. So check out their Facebook page and follow them to keep on top of which con they'll be hosting games at next. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Now, let's get back to the action and see what our Keeper Raz has in store for us. But if history has taught us anything, probably going to be bad news. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin MacLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.